Alright, good evening everybody and welcome to another episode of the Post Game Sports Podcast and today we'll be going over a couple of things here. First off, a couple of NFL announcements and as well the March Madness Bracket. You won't want to miss this and let's get right into it. So I think we should first start off with the NFL and in today's news for the NFL, former Saints quarterback Drew Brees has retired. Wow, 20 years in the NFL. I've He's been playing as long as I've been born. He's just been what you want in a franchise quarterback, a guy who's broken many records, had the passing yards record. It's probably going to get broken by Tom Brady, and he's been a guy that's helped the Saints come back from, and really the whole state of Louisiana and mainly the city of New Orleans from Hurricane Katrina and it's been a long road back for the Saints but they finally won their Super Bowl back in 2009 and it's um that was a special moment for him and the franchise it's unfortunate he didn't get it go to his second ring and go to his second Super Bowl um because of the uh incident in the 2019 NFC Championship game that we all know happened. We all know what happened and today uh, it's 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 the end of an era for New Orleans and they will have to um they they have a court they have a quarterback battle going into next season of Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Yes, and uh, speaking of Taysom Hill, he so the New Orleans Saints are signing quarterback Taysom Hill to a gaudy, but entirely voiding four-year, $140 million contract extensions. And yes, Taysom Hill got paid that much. But let, let's go over this $140 million. So the $140 million extension isn't a real number. It's a mechanism used to stretch out Hill's current salary cap hit and lessen how much he counts this year. Um, if you've been paying attention, New Orleans had like over a hundred million in cap and cap, like it was a hundred million over the cap, and they just literally were cutting people left and right. And with Drew Brees retiring, it could make New Orleans cap space even more because that's you know that was. That's a big part of their team. They were paying Drew Brees like $20, $25 million, And now Drew Brees retired. That cap that cap space goes up in quite a bit. So that's going to be interesting to find out, um, you know, how New Orleans now with all the cap space they created, if, you know, they're going to retain some of their players that, that they weren't going to retain. For example, Trey Hendrickson, who's a free agent, some say he could be on the franchise tag. I just don't see him playing for the franchise tag. He deserves a contract after the year he had this past year. Trey Hendrickson, um, for example, this year and this past year had 13 and a half sacks. Yes, I yes, he was definitely top five in sacks this year, and he deserves a contract. Again, he does. He was part of that. Great New Orleans Saints draft, I think it was in 2017. The New Orleans Saints that year, they got Alvin Kamara that year. 
and they I I know they got a couple other guys. Oh, duh, they got Ryan Ramchek. So let, let let's so let's go. They got Marshawn Lattimore. They got Ryan Ramchek. They got Marcus Williams. They got Alvin Kamara. They got Trey Hendrickson. They got Alex Anzalone. So they got five stud players in that draft. And then Alex Anzalone is not that bad of a player for New Orleans. So they literally hit on every pick in that draft besides their sixth round pick, which just goes to show that. You know, you need to have the right GM to make the moves, and New Orleans have, has been making moves. And, for example, Mickey uh, Mickey Loomis was making some moves with the um, New Orleans Saints draft and just drafting players left and right and drafting good ones. And then in other recent news, the Packers have signed Aaron Jones to a four-year, $48 million contract extension. I don't like this move one bit. I'm sorry. You can call me a hater for this. Some and not because I'm a Niners fan. Some people are gonna say, "Oh, you're just jealous. Aaron Jones is better than uh, you know your running backs." It's not that. You don't pay running backs contracts. You just don't do it. Aaron Jones. I think. I, I think. I think he's good, but I don't think he deserves to get paid. There's only three running backs that I think deserve to get paid. Derrick Henry. Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, and 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 Saquon Barkley is an if because he's coming off of a torn ACL. So who knows if he's going to get paid? But there's only like two running backs that I think deserve to get paid hefty extensions, and Aaron Jones is definitely not one of them. Aaron Jones has some flaws to his game. He has fumble problems left and right. He had. Two fumbles, I think, in the NFC Championship game. If not, it was just one fumble, but that fumble ended up being costly as Tampa Bay gained over, gained a possession due to Aaron Jones's turnover. And so, again, do I think he's bad? No, I think Aaron Jones is great. I just don't think he deserved to get paid $50 million. $50 million for Aaron Jones? I mean, I know he had 1,100 yards, but, again... Running backs do not deserve to get paid. When will people understand running backs don't deserve to get paid? And look, you guys are going to miss out on re-signing your all-pro center, Corey Lindsley. So you're going to leave Aaron Rodgers running for his life again? I would have let Jones walk or sign him for cheaper and then retain Corey Lindsley so Aaron Rodgers isn't running around in the pocket all year. And it's, they got David Bakhtiari at left tackle. They got Elgin Jenkins at left guard. So the left side of the offensive line is completely filled. You got questions at right guard and right tackle. I just, I just don't know. I just don't see what the Packers thought process is. Cause again, Corey Lindsley is gone. He's going to get money elsewhere. I don't know where he's going to get his money. But all I know is that Green Bay is not going to re-sign him. And, you know, some people say the Chiefs, although the Chiefs, they're, they're not going to have a chance because they can't afford a Corey Lindsley. But any any team, maybe the Raiders, the Raiders could probably pick up Corey Lindsley. Maybe the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is tired of getting hit. Maybe the Seahawks will listen 
and pay Corey Lindsley a contract because to keep Russ happy. Again, I just don't see the Packers thought process here. Again, could I be wrong? Absolutely. Aaron Jones could be the best running back ever next year. 2,000 yards, about 1,000 yards receiving, and just be first-team All-Pro and lead the Packers to a Super Bowl victory. You could absolutely do that. But I just don't. You're letting your All-Pro center go. You don't let All-Pro linemen go. You just don't. Again, again, I don't think, I don't think it's a, I think I just don't like the money. $50 million for a running back, 50, uh, I don't know. That's like Green Bay is still going to win the division. Like, let's be real. The NFC, the NFC North is a joke, but I don't know if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl next year because you got the Buccaneers with Tom Brady you got Russell, you got Russ in Seattle. You got Matthew Stafford in LA. Kyler Murray in Arizona is going to be good. And then I I just don't see I just don't see the Packers winning a Super Bowl if they let Corey Lindsley walk. Because if you let Corey Lindsley walk, that's like a big chunk of your offensive line right there because Corey Lindsley is irreplaceable in my opinion. And, um, yeah, so with that out of the way, let's get into the other news. Kyle Juszczyk has re-signed with the 49ers. He has re-signed with a five-year, $27 million extension with $10 million guaranteed. Now, now, if you know Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan loves to use his fullbacks. He loves to use his fullbacks for an offense, for or just list him as an OW offensive weapon where, you know, he can block, he can run the ball, he can catch the ball, he can pretty much do anything. Kyle Shanahan loves using fullbacks. And I think with this move, I think it's great for the 49ers that they re-signed Juszczyk because he can, again, do everything. But the Niners need to focus on Trent Williams. If they let Trent Williams go, then... That full then signing use check almost means nothing because I would much rather have a Hall of Fame all pro tackle protecting Jimmy G than a freaking fullback. Now, I know that sounds harsh, but it's the truth. Would you rather have an all pro tackle that's heading to the Hall of Fame again or a fullback? And not to mention Trent Williams. After a year where where he had cancer, he played 16 games. You heard that right. He played 16 games. He arguably should have been on one of the two All-Pro teams. Again, I just don't. Then They better re-sign Trent Williams because if they don't, then they're going to look like a bunch of idiots. And... um but also, it was kind of interesting about when the Niners were signing Juice, John Lynch put a tweet out, I'm thirsty. Niners fans, you want some juice? So he was kind of already leading to saying, check is coming back to the 49ers. And don't worry, it was confirmed that Lynch was not hacked by any means. So he actually sent this. 
And boy, he had the balls to do that. I can't believe he had the balls to do that because, you know, let's just say he doesn't resign. You know, people are screenshotting it and already you look like an idiot. You look like an idiot. So John Lynch was saved from pure embarrassment, but the Niners, they need to re-sign some. They need to re-sign some free agents. They need to re-sign Jason Verrett. They need to re-sign Quan Williams. They need to re-sign Trent Williams now. And they just need to run it back because I think they have the team again to go to the Super Bowl, but they just need to stay healthy. And, you know, health is wealth. Well, the Niners, two out of the past three seasons, have not been healthy when literally half their team is in body cast by week five. I mean, it's it's a joke. We'll see what happens. Again, I say it's a joke because the Niners' injuries are ridiculous, and it's just they've been piling up the past three seasons, and I'm getting sick, sick and tired of this BS on the Niners. And look, do the players want to get hurt? Absolutely not. They do not want to get hurt. But the strength and conditioning staff needs to be fired or something. Yeah, fired out of a cannon because you're telling me that the Niners have had 18-plus guys on IR the past two out of the last three seasons. Like, there's no excuse for that. You don't take care of your players. You don't take care of your players. Get it together, Niners. Get it together now. And then we're going to be going over the men's, the NCAA tournament. And I will be making my predictions tomorrow, but I'm just going to go over to the matchups first. So we got Gonzaga versus the, um, trying to see who Gonzaga plays because I'm looking at my ESPN bracket right now. And I just don't know who the heck they play let me let me move to a different bracket because the espn bracket is not helping me out by any means necessary so we are going to look at so gonzaga plays either appalachian state or norfolk state so it's the battle of the state schools and um gonzaga should win by all means necessary and in this game, I mean, I really don't see anybody beating Gonzaga up until the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, because Gonzaga is one of those schools where they've had a lot of upsets in the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, but I don't think anybody's going to beat them in the first round. Gonzaga is not Virginia. It's not. So then you get, so you got Appalachian State who's 17 and 11 and then you got Norfolk State who is 10 and 7. I expect Appalachian State to win not just solely based off record but Appalachian State is in a much much tougher division than than Norfolk State in my opinion. And then and then in the Next game listed on here, we got Oklahoma and Missouri. So battle of the big schools. Oklahoma is led by Austin Reeves, Brady Manick, and Davion Harmon. And 
in this matchup, I got I got Oklahoma beating Missouri. I don't think Missouri's bad by any means, but I think Oklahoma has just had much more experience playing in the tournament than Missouri, and I think Missouri comes out on top. Or I think Oklahoma comes out on top, excuse me. And then we got Creighton versus... Uh, versus... Am I reading that right? Creighton versus UCSB. Wow, UC Santa Barbara for the first time in a long time has made the NCAA tournament. It's been since... It's been 10 years, a decade, since UC Santa Barbara has made the tournament. They've been in the tournament uh, six times. In 1988, 1990, 2002, 2010, 2011, and now 2021. And the farthest they've gone is round, 32, round of 32 in 1990. So this is, so, you know, this is obviously new to most of these players and new to this coach this coach joe pastor pastor knack is only in his fourth season at ucsb and i just expect creighton to win big i don't think that they um i don't think that they enjoyed beat getting beat by georgetown today i think creighton's right is going to be come is going to come raid fired up to play in this next game and I think this game today that this game today was just a fluke and I think George and I think Creighton is going to come back and beat UCSB again I'm not filling out the bracket I'm just stating what my opinion is then we got Virginia and Ohio should be a great game you won't want to miss that and then USC plays the winner of let me double check that again because I'm switch back to the ESPN bracket USC plays the winner of hold on oh my gosh they play the winner of Wichita State and Drake so that so wow the playing games are really going to be really really exciting Kansas versus Eastern Washington. I'm expecting Kansas to win that the whole way. If Kansas doesn't win that, then there's some problems with you, Kansas. Oregon VCU, very underrated game. You won't want to miss that. And then you got Iowa. And then Grand Canyon, who hasn't been in the tournament since 2013, but they were playing at the Division II level. So this is their first time playing in the division one tournament so this is obviously going to be new for these players and i think most of these players are just happy just to be in the tournament and you know if i was in their situation i'd be too again could they upset iowa yes anything's possible i just don't see it i think i think luke luca garza is just too good and i think iowa is gonna win by 15 points i think it's gonna be closer than people expect although i don't see grand canyon upset upsetting iowa and this is iowa iowa hasn't been this good in basketball 
really for a while. I mean, as far as, you know, season-wise. Like, I, I haven't seen them ranked in a while. So, so it, I mean, it's not really new for Iowa to be in the tournament, but it's kind of new for them to be have this high of a seed. They're the number two seed. I haven't can't recall the last time Iowa was a number two seed in basketball. Interesting. And then we got Michigan versus Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. I expect Michigan to win it the whole way. And then you got LSU, who's coming off of a tough loss tonight against Alabama, against St. Bonaventure. And St. Bonaventure is 15-4, so, you know, you definitely don't want to underestimate them. They play in the same same. A conference as VCU, Davidson, UMass, definitely teams that you know you can't you can't take St. Bonaventure for granted by any means necessary. And then Georgetown and Colorado. This is a potential upset pick. Colorado is good, but I don't think they're as good as people like as people expect. And also Georgetown beat Creighton by. 25 points today so they they just beat the brakes off of creighton today so again this is a potential upset pick because colorado doesn't play as good a teams as you know georgetown does <laughs> and um yeah that so i think it'll be close i think i'd say georgetown wins by three or four points that game Florida State versus UNC Greensboro. UNC Greensboro had had a great season. I this was their first first this is their first NCAA tournament in three years. They the last one was 2018. Prior to then, they've only made it a couple of times in 1996 and 2001, but they have not won a game yet in the NCAA tournament and. I don't know if that streak is going to break because Florida State is going to come out ready to play. Scotty Barnes is great, and I think he's just going to be too good for UNC Greensboro. And, yeah, that's that's my prediction for that game. BYU plays the winner of Michigan State versus UCLA. That's going to be a great game. Michigan State versus UCLA is going to be a great game, and then whoever plays BYU is going to be in for a good game. Yes, definitely. And then you got Abilene Christian versus Texas. And this is this could be another potential upset pick because Abilene Christian's 22 and 4 and they play teams like Stephen F Austin and Nichols who aren't bad and I expect it to be a game, not I don't expect it to be bad by any means necessary. And then you got UConn and Maryland. That's gonna be a that's gonna be that should be another good game. Wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of good games in this tournament, and <laughs> and uh, I I expect UConn to beat Maryland this game. You got Baylor versus Hartford. I got Baylor winning that one. I mean. I don't. I don't think there's going to be any sixteen ups, sixteen seed upsets this year. Again, Virginia is not in the tournament this year. 
North Carolina, I think, is overrated this year. I got Wisconsin beating them. Villanova versus Winthrop. Winthrop is 23-1, and so this, again, another potential upset pick right here. And you got the Boilermakers, Purdue Boilermakers versus North Texas Green, Mean Green. And I expect Purdue to win this game. Texas Tech versus Utah State. I got the Red Raiders this game. Arkansas versus Colgate. I got Arkansas. I don't think Colgate is going to do that well against Arkansas. Florida versus Virginia Tech. I actually got Virginia Tech winning this game because they're evenly matched teams. And Florida is expected to win. And I don't think many, and I think they're underestimating Virginia Tech. So it should be interesting. Ohio State versus Oral Roberts, the battle of the 15 versus 2. I got Ohio State winning this game. Um, okay, and then the last part of the bracket, Illinois versus Drexel. Illinois is coming off of the Big Ten championship win over Ohio State in overtime. A great game today. I expect Illinois to win this game. And then you got Loyola versus Georgia Tech. I don't think Loyola is going to have the run that they had four years ago, I think it was. No, three years ago when they made it to the Final Four as an 11th seed. I think Georgia Tech is going to beat Loyola Chicago. Tennessee versus Oregon State. I got Tennessee beating Oregon State. And then there's Liberty versus Oklahoma State. I got Liberty with the upset. I think Liberty is very underrated. Although Kate Cunningham is just on another level, though. So I think it's going to be a good game. And then you got San Diego State versus Syracuse. I got the Aztecs beating the Orange. West Virginia versus Moorhead State. I got West Virginia winning this game. And then Clemson versus Rutgers. I got Clemson beating Rutgers. And then my last prediction, Houston versus Cleveland State. I got Houston beating Cleveland State. And I think that's all we have time for today. I'll be going over more NFL stuff tomorrow because free agency tampering window is expected to start tomorrow at around 1230. So there's going to be some news. There's, there's going to be some major news tomorrow and we're going to see who signs with who so thank you again everybody for listening to my po listening to another episode of the post game sports podcast and i will be back with you all tomorrow thank you bye